0: Guys and welcome back to another episode of We Believe You, a paranormal podcast. I'm Michelle
1: and I'm Eric.
0: And today we have on B Wu. B, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit?
2: Yeah, sure. Hi. So um, I work as a medium, and uh, B Woo is not my legal name. It's my kind of stage name, nickname. My legal name's Andrea, and I'm also a writer, actor, producer, and I go under Brindle. So. It's just, it kind of helps me with all the different things I do. So, yeah, as Biwoo um, I I would kind of call myself a, uh, a little bit of an absent-minded or dense medium because it took me so long to even understand what mediumship was and that I nice. had that skill. Like, I just, every time something would come up, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, you know, spirits visit me sometimes. But, like, I didn't know it was a thing, and... Yeah, I, I just kind of find that funny about myself. All right, so we're
0: already having technical difficulties, but hopefully we've switched over to Zoom and Zoom's been pretty reliable for us. But um, So B, what I usually ask our guests is, what was your very first paranormal experience?
2: You know, it's really weird because I would say I didn't have many paranormal experiences, um, but it's not true. I just kind of forget them. And in fact, yesterday I was talking to somebody and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I would I would talk about, you know, this thing that happened maybe a year or two ago. And the person said, you know, remember when you um, dreamed that your sister was pregnant? Um, and then two months later, you found out she was two months pregnant. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and that's something that happened. Um, let's see about i'd say about 26 27 years ago you know mm-hmm. so so it's i wish i could tell you the first one the the earliest thing i remember and it I, it doesn't even seem like a big deal is um i went to camp and my mother was the bus driver for the camp and i just knew that there was going to be this one day where this one girl we picked up was going to be sick and so we wouldn't find out, it was like she was the second stop and that the third person would know, it, you know, so, something like that. It's very, it, it feels very minor to me. Mm-hmm. But um, just little things would happen where I would just so kind you- of, yeah, I would just, I, I remember when I was um, in 12th grade in May, I um, started having dreams where I would just see something in the dream. And then the next day I would see that somewhere in life. Mm. And it started happening every May, like just as the weather started getting warmer and I started getting calmer because, because, you know, school or college was almost over. Um, So that's, that's when I really started noticing something happening for, yeah, for the first few years, it was this May thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as far as mediumship, you know, every once in a while I would have a dream with someone who passed away in it a few weeks after um and and there are more there are more things i just i for some reason i i forget them
0: yeah
1: you'll remember after the episode yeah <laughs> that's
0: how it usually goes oh yeah yes. and then there's this and that well um so when i was uh kind of researching you like kind of google search just to, to see what who we're gonna have on right um mm-hmm. i started to watch a previous podcast at the year end and or um and your youtube uh video of just kind of like introducing like who you are and what you do and one of the things that i loved was that um and correct me if i'm wrong that it wasn't or maybe it was always naturally there but like you went out to press like to pursue being a medium versus like how some people like it's just oh i've been seeing dead people since i was a child kind (laughs) of thing um so i was like yeah awesome like i i i I I feel like I've talked about it in the podcast quite a few times where sometimes it's just like, you know, we have to practice. Maybe you're not like, it doesn't naturally come quickly like it, you know, does for others, but if you just work on it and, you know, anybody has these like intuitive um, abilities and skills, you just have to, it's like a muscle you have to work out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I think it's the same thing, you know, likening it to piano playing, you Mm -hmm. know, some people might have the skill like Mozart where they just start playing, you know, yeah. but um, other people might want to play piano and take lessons. And some people will be better at it than other people. Um, but it was something that it, I, I always found it fascinating. And when I say always, it hasn't been that long. You know, I think it was several years ago. I started watching that TV show medium, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I didn't realize it was based on a real medium. Um when I was 20 or so, um, I was in college near Lilydale. Have you heard of Lilydale yet?
3: Guys?
2: No. Oh, so um, in upstate New York, um, very kind of in the Buffaloish area, maybe like an hour from there, there's this community called Lilydale and it's all mediums and they all live in these little cute cottages. It's like kind of like a campsite. and And I think as a medium, you can apply and and you know, get accepted and move in there. Um, so I was in college, and I didn't know anything about this. And one of my college friends said, "Hey, you want to go to Lilydale? It's a place where all these psychics are, and you could like go to their homes and they'll give you readings." So um, I didn't realize there were mediums. And again, for some reason, I had this big block on understanding what a medium was. Um, so I went, and this man started telling me, you know, he saw this boy that i i knew who died and my grandfather came in and i started crying and he said what's the matter i said i just want to know where my soulmate is <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, i totally didn't appreciate yeah. the whole spirit thing at all <laughs> like it was like yeah. just just
0: tell me where to go <laughs> yeah oh my goodness like i don't want to speak to him i want to know <laughs> about my soulmate that's hilarious <laughs> you mentioned about like that not really knowing what a medium is. And again, I think that I've kind of mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but since we actually have a medium, um, what is the difference between a, like a medium and a psychic versus, you know, like, um, I mean, I guess a healer, like a Reiki that's completely different, but yeah, medium versus psychic.
2: Yeah. So really the only difference is think of it this way. So we are all kind of encapsulated in these individual bodies right mm-hmm. but um and i i actually a great analogy i read in uh there's this book called messages from michael you might be interested in reading it's kind of fun oh my what? god jesus oh. christ <laughs> oh you what?
1: know our last guest was our a
2: channel
1: guests, really. uh, our last guest was a channel for michael and the previous guest was also into the Michael teachings and he's the one that introduced us. And we had uh, Troy, the channel for, Oh
2: my Michael. God. I'm, I'm so sorry. I should be watching your podcast. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Come on.
1: Well, that's no, because that makes it even better that you're saying these things because it's just, we, cause we the, literally, our last guest was a channel for Michael. So, funny. and, and wow. it just seems like the East coast is like a psychic medium,
2: you yes. know, sensitive hot person. Just hot. Yeah. Bit, yes. <laughs> Well, you know, I grew up on Long Island. I'm in the city now, but Long Island that's where, you know, the Long Island Medium and John Edward, you know, and all these psychics come from. So, I don't know if it has to do with being surrounded by water or or what. But anyway, I didn't know anyone knew about messages from Michael because I I learned about the book and read it. A friend told me about it in the mid mid 80s, mid 1980s. So, that's why I you know, I phrased it that way because I figured like, who knows about this? You
3: know? mm-hmm.
2: in, um, in the book, um, he gives an analogy and says, imagine a sea of water and then imagine taking a bunch of clear test tubes. Well, he doesn't say clear, but test tubes and filling them with water and then throwing them all back in the sea. So that's us, our bodies. So we're all part of the same one God or universe or whatever you, how you want to call it. But we perceive ourselves as separate right now, right? Okay, so now back to your question about the difference between psychic and medium. The only difference is when I'm blending for psychic stuff, I'm blending with your soul or your higher self. Mm -hmm. And when I'm doing mediumship, I'm blending with a person who no longer has a body
0: okay, that makes it, yeah, I think that's pretty clear that's yeah, I like that. I'm gonna have to like use that from now on, <laughs> so can you kind of tell us a little bit about your journey and how i mean i I know that you mentioned like the first time that that you had a reading, but um what made you say like okay like i I want to do this, and what was that process like um and well oh, i'll I'll stop there because I was gonna just list off <laughs> a bunch of other questions, but Oh, wait.
2: okay. Sure. Sure. So, um, it all really started, um, on April 28th is my grandfather's birthday. He passed away in 1999 and there was a big rift in the family. Um, and he has two daughters, my mother and my aunt. And so the two of them stopped talking and they I'm from a line of girls. Like we just keep having girls <laughs> and girls. So he had two daughters, um, my grandmother um, is one of two daughters, and then my mother had three daughters and her sister had two daughters. so. Oh, like... wow. <laughs>
3: um,
2: so anyway, we had a falling out with our cousins because, um, you know, of the aunt and just all this dysfunctional stuff. And so I had tried to reconnect with them um, to no avail. And 10 years later, my cousin contacts me because um, I'm friends with her husband on Facebook. We don't really communicate, but she's not on Facebook. And I'm wondering why she's contacting me. Um, You know, it's been 10 years, which which is fine. And um, so we made plans to talk on the phone and I'm on the subway coming home. And all of a sudden this song that my grandfather used to sing to me starts playing Like someone's playing it on the subway, which, Mm. you know, that's unusual in itself. And I start crying hysterically, which is weird because I've heard the song a million times since and I've never cried. And I just had this knowing feeling that I was crying because my grandfather was here and that he was part of the catalyst bringing me together with my cousin, who was, you know, waiting at home for me to arrive home so that we could finally talk on the phone after 10 years. <clears throat> okay, so I get home and I want to tell my cousin this. And before I can, she says, You are not going to believe what happened. And she tells me that now this is like August now that we finally got in touch to talk, or no, maybe November. I, I forget, but it was not April 28th. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she tells me that on April 28th, she leaned over her husband's shoulder when he was on Facebook. And I know my voice is getting really weird, but it <clears throat> could be spirit or something. I don't know, weird things like this happen to me sometimes. Um, so um, she leaned over his shoulder to see what he was looking at. And it was a photo of my grandfather that I happened to post on April 28th to say it was his birthday. And in the caption, I mentioned the song that he used to sing to me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden on her end, when she looked, she, the song came on the radio. Oh, wow. And she thought, wow, this is a sign. Yeah. But the other thing she wanted to tell me is that she started going to mediums and she would give a fake name so that they couldn't, you know, maybe Google her or something. And that our grandfather's name came up in two of the mediums readings like the the medium said his name Mm -hmm. so she was like this is real like this is real stuff and you know i just had to contact you after this and i was like well you're not gonna believe what happened to me (laughs) i was on my way home to talk to you just now and that song came up and i started crying hysterically and knew that he was connecting us so um that that is when i first started like understanding what a medium was and not blocking it so much and then Mm -hmm. I think it took about another two years. I I was watching that TV show medium. And then at the very end, the very last episode, they mentioned the real medium, you know, not the actors. And I was like, Oh my God, this is based on a real person. Like people really do this. You know, I, I don't know. Very weird. um, That I just kept not remembering that for some reason. Um, And then I was on Facebook and I joined some uh, interest groups about mediumship and somebody wanted someone to practice on. So I met her on Zoom and she started telling me things um, that were true that she couldn't possibly know. And, you know, and my name was Bi Wu, so she wouldn't even have any way to trace anything. And so I started practicing with her and her her medium meetings. And it kind of went from there. And my my first experience was it it wasn't happening for me. And then I had a dream and I woke up from the dream and thought, oh, that medium class is happening, maybe what happened in the dream is accurate, you know, because it, yeah. it just wasn't happening in real life. And so I think I needed that subconscious where I wasn't being so um, feeling intimidated or self-conscious. So I went into the, the meeting, you know, it was a Zoom class. And I said, you know, a woman came to me and her name was Elizabeth. And the teacher said, I have an aunt named Elizabeth. And I said, and she had a sister with her whose name was Leah or Lena. And she said, yeah, that that's her sister. You know, it was the opposite of like, if I said Lena, it was Leah or oh. vice versa. And I, and that one I saw Elizabeth, I didn't see, but Lena, I saw and I described her and she's like, yes, that's, that's her. Um, and so then after that, I, it gave me confidence and. Um, yes. Yeah, I've just been practicing for the past four or five years now. That's
0: awesome.
1: Uh, So I I just, I had a quick question regarding like the dreams that you do have when you have them, like, um, like the one, when you were going to camp and and the girl was sick and stuff like that, (laughs) do those dreams, are they exactly, is it like deja vu or is it like little details maybe slightly different, uh, but then the gist of what you dreamt happens
2: Yeah. It's just kind of like, just a little bit like, you know, here's something that I, and I forget a lot of them. So I'm remembering now as we're talking Mm -hmm. about it. Right. So my husband um, we're coming up on our six year anniversary. It's a second marriage for both of us. Um, But we were Facebook friends for six years before we ever met. Mm -hmm. And then things kind of happened fast. But I remember telling him that I had this dream of him having a cousin now, I don't know anything about him, so I don't even know if he has a cousin or not, right? But in the dream, he has a female cousin. And that I forget it. It was like something where it felt negative, like not a good idea or like something to warn him about. Mm-hmm. And then he told me actually he has a a cousin, a female cousin, who's been trying to reach out to him and connect. And he's been wary about it because she's kind of like a flying monkey for his mother who's a narcissist and and I was like okay so I think by the fact that I had this dream and I didn't mm-hmm. even know you had this um like maybe stay away you know mm-hmm. okay um i when we got together he reminded me that while we were facebook friends i had written to him and told him i had a dream with him in it um and i didn't remember doing that so he went back to the notes and so you know he had been facebook friends for about 3 years at this point um and i wrote a note and it, like in this note i you know i saw him in the dream as a younger person and as an older person and i felt this attraction for him um and and this whole weird thing and then we hadn't even it took another 3 years for us to meet wow.
0: <laughs> and so you don't even remember writing it to him
2: no no do you ever have like a dream and then like you you've had it and then you forget that you even had it yeah oh yeah you know yeah yeah, it was like that so I totally forgot it um
0: when you are doing a reading or um what what do you a session Mm -hmm. a session or a reading yeah what do you need to do to prepare or or is it just like immediate like they can come to you and hear them clearly and you just Mm. go for it or like what what is that process like
2: Good question. Good question. So um just like I want to compare it to an artist, um, because I, I studied acting in a master's program, and there was a lot of angst in the beginning, like what I first I don't understand what I don't know, and then I start understanding what I don't know. And there's all this angst, you know, like, am I good enough? And you know, all like you go through this kind of suffering. I don't know if this has happened to either of you, either with you know, paranormal studies or any kind of art or creativity. Um, But um, so for the first, I would say the first three to four years, um, I would start to get the hang of it. And then all of a sudden something would happen and I would be in a group and the person would say, no, no, I don't understand that. And I would just kind of sink. And then my energy would go down and I couldn't connect. And um, and it would take me weeks to get back to it and i would um practice meditating and um have you guys heard of sitting in power yet that expression
1: no i haven't at least
2: i
0: feel like i've i have but i couldn't even tell you what it means okay. i guess
2: but yeah. yeah it's okay it's kind of like you know when you close your eyes and you're meditating you're just trying to focus on being here and breathing right but with sitting in the power you're just kind of closing your eyes and you're just trying to commune with spirits without trying to give a reading or ask them questions, just kind of connect with them and let them come to you and see or hear whatever you do. It's just like a very relaxing thing, but it kind of, it it helps you. Um, there, there's a very good medium named Eileen Davies and I took a workshop of hers and she says, it's like gasoline for a car. Like you need that to fill up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, So that was a very like touch and go thing. And it was scary to feel like, you know, I could do this. And then all of a sudden, wait, I can't do this. And like, you know, I'm not a medium and, you know, I'm embarrassed and all this kind of stuff. And um, so it, it took a few years. And I, what one thing I realized was when that happens, one, it's ego, because if I'm focusing on trying to impress someone or trying to get it right, then I'm not doing my job. And that actually, it, it physically gets in the way, so I have to just focus on keeping myself out of it and just connecting um, the loved one to that person. And I'm all I'm doing is being a translator. You know, if it was French, you know, and mm-hmm. you didn't know French and I did, and this person doesn't know English, all I'm doing is my best to translate. But you're going to understand stuff more than I will. You know what they're saying because you know them and I don't. Um, so the first thing is getting the ego out of the way, and the second thing is just trusting that whatever I'm getting is not my imagination. Because at this point, I know where to go and how how to focus so that I'm listening. And it feels different now than imagination, whereas in the beginning it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know. So if I get something and the sitter or the client doesn't understand it, I still trust the spirit gave it to me. They might not understand it now. I'll tell them write it down. It might come to you later. But I know what I know. Like I know what they said. And and sometimes it might be that I misinterpreted like I am translating wrong. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
2: Um for example, the other day, um, well, this isn't mediumship, this was psychic, but I got something in a tarot reading and i interpreted it one way and later i realized wait i think they're saying that she does healing arts herself um but i didn't say it and then she told me it you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of a reverse but you know if i had if i had said something that i got from spirit where the person didn't understand it might be because they're just you know we have this thing called like sitter or client amnesia where you just for some reason and I've done it too I like I just don't get it and later I'm like oh my god now I understand what they were saying you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it could that's another thing it could be if it's not me like 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 it's it's what they're giving me is right but I'm just a little off in how they're trying to say it so I have Mm -hmm. to go back to them and and try again yeah
1: yeah I think it's funny that you you mentioned the whole translator thing because Michelle's always said how she feels like when she has had some sort of experience or like like a feeling, she feels that, you know, she she they're speaking another language and she doesn't understand what they're trying to tell her, but she can like she knows that they're trying to say something. So it's yes, like if, you know, somebody's there, you know, speaking to you like in French, and you just like I don't understand French, my. And, yeah. <laughs> you
2: know yes yes and just you know just trust yourself that it's just going to take some time and the more time you spend the more you'll start to be able to understand
0: mm. yeah and I think that's kind of part of my problem is I am instead of yeah, trying to understand, I guess, because I can't understand right away. I'm like, well, then I can't help you. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. like, don't like, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know what to say or do to, if it is them trying to connect to me or if they need something from me. And I'm just like, I, I, sorry.
2: you <laughs> are you talking about the spirit or yeah. lives? Okay.
0: Oh yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Because I, I, um, have had multiple times where, uh, it just it like somebody walks into that feeling of somebody walking into the room um but there's like nobody there uh Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times like it'll be um like if I'm sleeping um is I guess even more so when it and I can it literally feels like someone just walked through the door and they're coming like around the bed and like to my side of the bed and um, you know, at times like be like right up in my face, like they're trying to say something. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I can't see you and I can't understand you, but I can feel you, but I don't know what you want and I can't help, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even think of it as helping. Um, they're just communicating with you. You know, it's, it's possible. I mean, you definitely could have spirits who are like, please, I want you to tell my living loved one, this, you know, that kind of thing. Um, one thing you can do is um you can imagine that you have like a hearing aid here and imagine turning it up um that's something one of my medium friends does and it helps them like try to get it's the medium. sound hmm. yeah louder. Yeah. Um, sometimes just imagine that you're imagining what they're saying when it's happening okay and then that might actually be what they're saying. Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think that I mean, what, what you're talking about, um, like ego, right? Like not allowing yourself to, to listen or to hear and having to step out of that um, is like my major problem or issue or like reason why I don't just let it happen, I guess. Um,
1: but yeah. I feel like that would probably be an issue for me as well just because all that like besides like the times that you've told me Michelle about these different you know courses and stuff like that I've been one hesitant just because I'm afraid to like (laughs) I'm afraid to actually see the things more Mm -hmm. uh and the other thing too is like I'm a very I'm I'm the type of person that if I start something I want to be very good at it like Mm -hmm. right off you know, right off the bat. And if I'm not, then I feel like, like you were saying, cause it, what you said resonated with me a little bit, as far as like, if I don't get it immediately, then I'm like, well, I'm not good at this. I'm just not good at this. And then I'll kind of like block myself that way. And I feel like that would happen to me. Like I would go into one of these things like hoping or, you know, to like, just get it immediately. And I know that's not going to be the case. And Like, and then I feel like, again, it's that ego just kind of like, you know, I'm going to block myself off because of it, because a lot of times of the the experiences that I have had, it's just been when I'm like, really like just calm, like relaxed or close to falling asleep. Just those just really states where your just mind is completely free and, you know, and but then there's other times where like, I'm trying to like, to hear something or see something or get information. And just nothing, like nothing comes to 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 my mind. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, I mean, regarding Michelle, what you said before about the ego and stuff, what I found helped me. And of course, you know, anything I'm saying, it may help you and it may not. So, you know, mm-hmm. just take what resonates for you and discard the rest. I might've gotten that from messages from Michael too, actually, <laughs> but what I was going to suggest is, what, what what's worked for me is when I was struggling about that ego and not ego was, I would say out loud to the, you know, I call the person, the sitter, if it's someone who I'm practicing on. So they're not a client because they're not paying. So I call them a sitter. Um, I would say my goal is to um, leave my ego on the side to get out of the way and just connect you with your loved one. And just by saying it out loud, I don't know why, but when I've thought it, it, it didn't work as well. But when I say it out loud, it kind of helped that intention. And that worked. And Eric, what, what you were saying, um, I went through a period where I was very scared. Um, I didn't want to give it up because it felt so good connecting with spirit. Um, And there was just, just this like very loving, supporting feeling. So I didn't want to give it up, but I was so, so scared for a while. And I went for, there was this period um, a few years ago where like in a two week period, six of my, um, people in my family were in the hospital in an emergency room for, or a hospital for some one reason or another, like it all happened. And I was so scared, like, is it something I'm doing? Should I quit mediumship? Is it, you know, thank God they're all okay now, but, um, you know, anything that happened anything, um. I would just blame myself, like maybe it's for me practicing mediumship, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I understand it, but I got through it. And you know, just the history of people doing mediumship, like um, Gordon Higginson. I don't know if you've heard the name yet, but um, he's kind of like a pioneer in mediumship. Um, you know, from another century, and um, and it's very interesting. There, there's a um, there's a medium teacher nowadays named Martin Twycross. He's from England. There's a big, big medium movement in England. And um, so Martin Twycross put a lot of videos on YouTube, where you could learn about all these pioneers in mediumship, like Gordon Higginson and different people. And Gordon Higginson's mother was medium. And then Gordon started as a little kid. And, you know, he only had experiences where spirit was kind and loving. And so that kind of calmed me down knowing that it's always been a kind, loving um, energy.
3: All right,
1: Better. I was just going to say, and I think that's part of what I think scares me as well because one of like the major kind of experiences that I did have was a very negative one here in, in, in this house for a very long time. So, I mean, I've had other experiences where they're neutral it's not that it's i mean it's scary in the moment because you don't expect to see someone standing there you know that's Mm -hmm. not there Mm -hmm. but um i don't know it's just um this one experience that i had just with all those dreams that i was having and the feelings that it was causing or just it it was scary and i don't like obviously, I don't want to attract those negative things and stuff like that. So I think that's what makes me very apprehensive as well. Um, Lately, I've been trying to kind of, you know, just keep keep this place spaces as as clean as possible, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just free of any any kind of energies, because, you know, I I also, excuse me, I also have my wife and my wife is um, also kind of nervous about those kinds of things. And then Mm -hmm. she recently had a dream that kind of scared her uh and so after that that's when i was like no no i i i've been slacking on on cleansing and and i need to be more you know more about it you know more consistent with it and stuff like mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. um but i mean it, it like every time michelle talks to me it's like yes i want you so bad like i would love to be able to to be like just at will you know be able mm-hmm. to see and and receive information but again at the same time there there is that that bit of fear you know what i mean
2: got it got it um as far as um seeing people like out mm-hmm. you know spirits out here i cannot do that yet um every time i start to because i've wanted to and something happens i freak out <laughs> um so i know i'm not ready to yet yeah. um about about um cleansing and all that um what i do for cleansing and protection is nothing nothing and mm-hmm. i'll tell you why um, The groups that I'm in on Facebook, um, we focus on mediumship and we focus on higher spirits and higher guides and loved ones. And we do not acknowledge lower energies or Mm -hmm. dense things. We don't believe in attachments. We don't go there at all. And we just, um, I feel like it's more about if you're a good person and you have good intentions, um, then you are going to attract higher level beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, yeah, we just don't even acknowledge the existence of anything else. Um, if I, there were some times where I'd be sleeping and I would hear like a voice, like a, a darker, deeper voice that scared me. And I would just call out to a higher spirit guide Um, There were times where I would just get loved ones, like not mine, who would just reach out to me when I was sleeping. And that happened for a while. And I would just put up boundaries and be like, no, go away. And I'd roll over (laughs) and they'd be gone. Mm -hmm. But if there was anything that I felt um, like it wasn't leaving, I would just call to a higher spirit guide. Like, have you guys um, come across Orin and Da Ben? The Orin? Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, the woman who Channels Orin and she's written six books. Um, I have them all. Um, she died recently, like just, um, I think at the end of 2021. Um, but uh, Da Ben was channeled by a man that she was partners with, and they have, uh, you know, check it out afterwards orin daben.com. And um, I learned a lot. I learned, um, I started doing channeling way before I got involved in mediumship, so I was doing that back in. 2006 and they have, um, audios and books and, um, you know, and they're all channeled from these, you know, very high, high spirit guides. So I would just call out to Oren and be like, Oren, can you take care of this? And then, and then I would stop hearing that. Um, but that's been a while, you know, if you, you've set an intention and you're like, no, nobody can visit me in bed, you know, except for, for me, it's my grandparents, you know, um, And then also, um, this is actually going to answer your question, Michelle, also about um, when I I started doing mediumship and what works is um, sometimes I would get spirits and nobody could take them. So I started setting an intention, please only send me a spirit that somebody in the room Mm
3: -hmm.
2: knows and, and can take, they'll recognize them. So you can set these intentions, Eric. And not acknowledge anything else. Um, and then and then you're clear.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: don't, you, you know, and they're not going to be attracted to somebody who's good. So mm-hmm. just surround yourself with that. I, w- I wouldn't even, you know, I know it's going to cut us off in the minute, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't even uh, entertain or talk with people who were like talking about attachments and all this fear based stuff. I wouldn't even. this me, you know, I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. them on my program. You don't have to put that in the the editing, but I I just would stay away from that whole kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because that's fear and you want to focus on love. I think you do. I think you both do. You want to focus on love.
0: Uh, One of the questions that I was going to ask you or, and also just kind of say, like, I think it's awesome that uh, you are uh, an evidential, right? Medium, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so can you explain what that is for maybe people who, who don't quite oh, know?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, I just don't feel it's right to um, say, I've got your grandmother here and she loves you, <laughs> you know, like anybody can say that. I think it's really important to bring in evidence, and um, so. I'm, I'm listening to your loved one, you know, as an example, and I'm listening to them telling me or sharing with me, or I'm picking up on things about them that I couldn't possibly know so that when, when I share or translate what I'm getting, you can believe Oh, my gosh! She's really here. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I feel like, yeah, it's great that I can feel her and see her. But, you know, I, I personally, I wouldn't believe it if somebody was just telling me that my grandmother was here without giving me any any evidence, you know, so that's why I think it's I think it's really important because, on this planet, it's very hard for us to believe that this is here. You know, we're very um, science based and you know what you can see and hear and feel and touch, you know, but um, but if you can't see it, then it just kind of feels like I just feel like it's a disservice um to not not give evidence if if I'm giving a reading to somebody. You know, I can't control what's coming through, but you know, I'll do my best to to share what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I I think that that's very important. I mean, I I've had sessions where yeah, it's a vague, like, yeah, it's your grand a perfect example. It's like your grandmother's here. I'm like, okay, well, I need like a little more. And and I'm literally exactly like and she loves you and she's holding you and this and that. And I'm like, but is it? And I just it doesn't you know it, it's nice to hear because well obviously like we miss our grandmother right but um i've like started to take it with like a grain of salt because i'm just like well i i don't know that you're actually talking to her and mm-hmm. where i have had other sessions where i'm like this, they say like this is what she looked like this is how she's dressed or this is you know like mm-hmm. whatever it may be and i'm like okay no yeah that's for sure you know right person so I yeah I applaud you for doing it that way because I I think that that's important as well
1: because I I think there's also people like me who are just very skeptical or Mm -hmm. not not skeptic I'm not skeptical I am skeptical but I'm not like in the sense that if I went to somebody who's like a psychic or medium Mm -hmm. like I'm always thinking well you know like what kind of I, I would be looking for like evidence, you know, like or something that they yeah. say that's really specific to my loved one. Because if they just right. gave me a vague kind of like, like you said, like oh, your grandmother loves you, I'd be like, well, yeah, of course, both right. my grandmothers <laughs> loved me, you know. Um, and 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 sometimes, like, I feel like you know, s- some people, like I was recently told about somebody who said, you know, that they were they were healed by somebody, and that this person told them that they had all these ailments. I was like, well, yeah, but that's like, like a, a lot of women in their fifties or sixties or have those, you know, there's a high possibility of them having those ailments. So mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I believe that, you know, because mm-hmm. I could say that about like, I could say that to, to five, 50 plus year old women mm-hmm. and i can guarantee you at least two of them are gonna say yes I, like that's exactly right you know
3: right so right. I'm, I'm
1: very like uh, you know you really have to be like group spot on spot on for me to be like okay yeah, no, no, yeah you're good
2: yeah and i mean you know sometimes the evidence that comes through is generic but it's mm-hmm. real do you know right. what i mean mm-hmm. um so i was just um I usually don't try to like do mediumship without like saying like, okay, do you want to do this? You know, Mm -hmm. we're not doing like a whole reading today, but what I was feeling with you, Michelle was, um, I was feeling somebody like around your age who passed away that you were close with and a female. Would you understand that?
0: This is the second time that this has happened. Uh, that it's that, well, that it's like a a female and that like, but, and, and younger, but I
2: don't, I don't, you you don't know who it is. No. Okay. So, you know, keep it in mind, maybe it'll come to you one day. Um, I've had, I've had this girl who I was really good friends with one summer at camp, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we never saw each other again, but but she's come through as kind of like a sister. And then they'll describe like the camp setting and everything. And, you know, even though I haven't seen her in such a long time, she she passed away young. Um, that's the kind of feeling I had with her in, in that small moment of my life, you know? Yeah. So Just
1: real quick. the yeah. And the way that I know what you just said is legitimate is that episode hasn't come out yet. So yeah. it's not like you could have heard
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be this next, it's going to be this next episode that I kind of talk about because yeah, somebody else was like, there's like a sisterly, Mm -hmm. you know, younger woman and my brain went somewhere else with it because of what she said after, like Mm -hmm. who it could be, but like you're saying it too. And I'm like, well, is it like true? Like, you know, I'm like trying to like rack my brain of like, who, who do I know? That was around my age that passed and I just I'm not just not coming through Mm -mm.
1: and I just want to clarify for the listeners when you guys hear this episode that episode we're talking about will have already come out Mm -hmm. but at the time of the recording that uh you know the episode it's a deep dive so that episode hasn't come out yet at the time of this recording so there's no way she could have known what she just told Michelle
0: yeah that's going to be really cool for our listeners yeah. to like wait she just said that <laughs> yeah it's going to be cool um now i'll have to i'll have to really like think about that cuz for it to yeah. to come up again in a yeah. week really
2: it's been exactly a week that so well, um, yeah i'm not i'm not going to like keep going with it but i i do get like when i'm a medium i get like a I say I'm like a dog with a bone, you know. I just like I'm like mm-hmm. you should like I'll keep coming back to something the person doesn't get. <laughs> but I just feel this like big sadness with her, like just this or, or like there was a big sadness um when she passed, you know. Um
1: I no, I was just gonna say real quick, I I you did I don't think y'all noticed, but when when she started saying school, I mouthed high school and then
2: Oh really? High school. <laughs> uh, We have this like major connection, right?
0: Well, so I because it kind of cut out. I don't know if you said anything after because you said that you felt like a great a great sadness when she passed, and then that's kind of where it cut. I don't know if you said anything else after. Oh, that's that's
1: when she said the high school thing. I started to (laughs) mouth high school, and she goes, "You, I felt like you knew her in high school, and (laughs) I had just mouthed high school before that."
2: Oh wow. That's oh, amazing. I, I wasn't looking. I was lo- looking. No, off. I know. You, I know you weren't looking at the screen. I know you were looking over here. Yeah, that's, that's funny. We, We've had this connection audience, like as yes. we started, right? Because I think I said something like if if it cuts out five times. Five times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when we were having technical difficulty,
0: difficulties before, it happened five times. So yeah. she's like hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to.
2: Was there anybody in your family like a like somebody who died um, early who would have been your age, you know like a sister or a cousin or something? I, like, did you have an aunt who had a miscarriage or something like that? I'm just just I'm just that. you know
1: yeah I know I'm, I'm trying to think um, I know we had an aunt who had had you know ish, like you know but that was before I, was I think born. even before me.
2: I guess you know because I mentioned the thing with my camp person that you know sometimes when I give an example, it's actually that, but it feels mm-hmm. to me more like an example. So it might even be somebody you you were close with, you know, for a summer or or something. But it it just feels like this there was a close bond for for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, okay, you feel, let me I know. I feel
1: like it's gonna click. It like uh, probably when you're just sitting about like. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna be like,
2: "Oh my god!"
0: <laughs> Probably, and then I'll have when we record again. I'll have to be like, "She was hey. right. It was this person." But, yeah, I need to, I need to think about it a little bit. But it's still very fascinating that two people. Haley, and... Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, another um, question that we always try to ask our guests um, is, because uh, Eric and I have this ongoing debate. But the question is, would you use a Ouija board?
2: No, (laughs) I won't. Well, I'll tell you why. When I was a kid, I did and nothing bad happened or anything, but I have two friends who've told me that they had really scary things happen with a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it scared me. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's very fear-based now my my um my master medium teacher um who i take classes with occasionally um his name is charlie kelly i highly recommend him and by the way um he has a really good video out about fear mm. that i think will help you feel better because he went through something where he felt fear and he felt like this entity in his house and you know, how he, you know, went, got through it. And, you know, now he's not focused on fear and he doesn't have things like that happen. Um, I think that would help, but uh, Charlie Kelly. Oh my gosh. I just lost the questions. He uses a spirit board and I'm guessing a spirit board is the same thing, but it's just not by the company Ouija, mm. you know, and he, he practices with it and, you know, there's no, it's just something to help improve his mediumship. Like he's really, really good. Like he's, he's gotten people's addresses, like spirits addresses and he's, you know, um, printed, had, had printed up a huge, I think he told me it was like a postcard or an envelope and he posted on his bedroom wall. So when he'd wake up, it would be the first thing he'd see. So it would like help him dream of addresses people's Hmm. addresses. Yeah. Yeah. So So, yeah, so he does a spirit board. It's not by the company Ouija and, and he's totally fine. Um, So maybe if I ever get over that fear, but, you know, just from the things my friends said, I just, it freaks me out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I, I, I've mentioned it before. I think it's kind of the same thing for me as we've had other people on who have used it and haven't had bad experiences with them. I've been, not that I've been swayed, but I've been a little bit more on the like, okay, maybe it's not that bad, but I'm still kind of like, I still wouldn't use it by myself or, you know, with somebody who hasn't used one and had a good experience with it. Um, because we have heard from other from other people that have used it, that it's just, it's like a, you know, it's just another form of being able to like tar- tarot cards that, you know, of being able to communicate and stuff like that. So, and again, I do, th- I do feel like it's because of those negative uh, stories or those things that have been talked, like said about it, that we have that In inherent movies. fear of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, and I just from talking with you and stuff like that, I, I had a feeling you were going to say no. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I think I know what she's going to say. And yeah, but <laughs> Well, but right. yeah, so that was our uh you were that was,
0: right. That's
1: that's yeah. That's our other that's our other question that we um that we yeah. typically ask.
0: Yeah, because I I was trying to convince him that I mean, I have never played with a Ouija board or I shouldn't say played. I have never used a Ouija board or a spirit board, but I don't think that they're as bad as like movies make People, them out to be, yeah. you know. And and especially like what the, one of the most like scary horror movie like the exorcist like that's how it starts is with a ouija board so of course everyone's brains like mm-hmm. i'm gonna this is gonna happen to me if i use the ouija and board. the conjuring too is. well and the conjuring yeah so yeah. but it's true. Too- i mean yeah <laughs> they've ruined it for me yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: and i mean again it's it's because because of that kind of like negative you know just in in media and and just all the stories that you've heard about about it it, it, obviously people do have that apprehension to it and and it was like i was telling michelle um recently i had somebody because michelle made these um shirts with the planchette on it and just it's a really cool design really i love it um and i wore the t-shirt and somebody kind of like made a comment about it and i just kind of like i had a jacket on so i was kind of like oh let me cover it up now because and and i was telling her i almost started defending the ouija board because you know, I, I, sometimes I feel like people just in general with the paranormal or or things like that, people have like a negative, uh, negative outlook on it. Like they, they just think it's all bad. And I don't think that's the case. And that's, that's part of what we're trying to do. What we try to do is just kind of let people know, Hey, look, this isn't all bad. Or if there's something that we don't know about, you know, try to inform ourselves. Um, And then you find out that like, for example, the deep dive we're about, that we just did was about uh, there's basically skinwalkers in the, in, the, in the Central American region, uh, and everybody's talks, like, at least from our culture and the Mexican culture, we've heard a lot about how they're really bad, and, and bad, it's all negative, but then there's other cultures where it's, it's regarded as a, as a good thing, you know, so it just, it depends on who you talk to, I guess.
2: What, what are skinwalkers?
1: So, um, okay, go, go ahead.
0: ahead. No, you well, so skinwalkers is more like a Native American thing, and then like in the Central America, or like what we covered, um, was um, Nawal, Nawal is what they're called, but they're like shapeshifters and they're like humans that like, could transform into um, mm-hmm. animals, animals, um, and and so I'm not 100% sure just because we haven't done like a full like deep dive into skinwalkers. They're similar, but I know like with an awal, it was uh almost kind of like a, a spirit animal. And that if you were like really good at, uh, let's say like a really good shaman or something, then you could transform, you were able to actually transform into that animal and, and stuff That's like that. Amazing. But it was like... <laughs> I um, wanna do that. Right, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and then we so apparently it was like based off um well there's a couple of different ways you could find out like what animal you could transform into, but like you could do it based off of your birthday too. And so Eric and I were like Googling <laughs> like what animals we would be. But uh but yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> so neat.
1: yeah Yeah. and again that's why i was saying about you know because like in the mexican culture whenever you do hear about an awal you always hear about it being linked to like a witch or something and how it's it's evil and bad or you know that like if you ever see one it's it's usually a negative thing but we were also we also read that if it is like in some cultures there's good and bad ones so like if you put a if one puts a curse on you then the only way to kind of like break that curse is to go to a good one for them to break it so you know, but we didn't know that they were like, they were also good, you know, because oh, that's see. not what we heard. We've heard from, you know, within right. our, our culture. Interesting. So, so, yeah, that was my whole rant about that going <laughs> linking back to Ouija boards.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, that was part one of two of our interview with B. Woo. I did not mean for that to rhyme.
1: Uh, I do want to mention that me, me and Michelle just had a whole ass conversation. Um, while this thing was recording, which obviously we're not going to put in, because you know,
0: but <laughs> no one needs to hear that. <laughs>
1: yeah, no one needs to hear that. But we, I do want to mention that it has not frozen while we had that conversation. So it's either something with New York people, or you know, or <laughs> it's something with you know, medium psychic, uh, channel people that uh, fucks with our recordings. So. That's there's that. I think. Okay, I thought Michelle froze again. I was like,
0: (laughs) (coughs) No, I mean it's definitely, uh, my internet.
1: Still Um, trying to think of who that girl
3: could be.
0: I know. I I don't. I'm not. Because like I mean you you know me. I actually I don't have a lot of girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And especially in high school, and the girlfriends that I did have, or that I was close to, you know are still here. That's why I'm like, maybe I lost touch with somebody. And it's just not somebody but... from
1: Auntie Anne's. Maybe? maybe one of your other jobs that not from high school, but you were in you know, high school when only, you had a job.
0: The only person actually from Auntie Anne's that I was close to was, uh, Max Max who we had on the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. We're friends yeah. on Facebook.
0: No, that's true. Um, but yeah, she she was the only person that like I was friends with, so yeah. and obviously she's still know. here too. So make sure that you guys come back next week to listen to part two because my ghostly friend over here keeps making an appearance and we keep having technical difficulties as well. So sorry about that, guys. Yes, take it away, brother. All
1: right, if you guys would like to contact us, check out our website webelievedyou.com. dot com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. So make sure to go like, follow, and share on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And Twitter. I think I've said that twice. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website. Or click the link to your favorite site to listen to podcasts, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, which helps us move up in the ranks so more people can find us and leave reviews as well, which we will read on the podcast. I need to figure out how we can check what rank we are, because I saw oh. somebody. I saw Tom post that he was sixty nine oh, recently, and uh, yeah. So I'd like to know. I mean, I'm sure. anyway. Six
0: hundred and seventy. Yeah,
1: six hundred and ninety six, <laughs> or six hundred sixty six.
0: Oh. oh, that'd be cool. I'd be like, we'll just stay right there. <laughs> it's
1: okay. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help out the podcast. And finally, if you all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share information that you want to share. You can also send us your stories for our stories of high strangeness, and if you send them in Spanish, we can translate that for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us, because we believe
3: see you.